look up comedy on a boat in San Francisco. It's gonna be, it's awesome. It's on a boat, and there's comedy on a boat. No, of course. And then they keep you on the boat, and you're like, I have to stay here and drink these drinks and listen to these people. And I'm sure it's amazing. It's gonna be incredible. Comedy on a boat. Uh, this has been a happy hour. There, people are gonna vote or whatever. I don't know how the things are gonna happen tonight. I've just been. Mm. All right, everybody, yay! They can catch us, and we in the air, and they trying to shoot, trying to take us down, trying to blow us up. No, they miss And you know that they got them chops, got them rocket launchers, and they trying to get us, trying to get us, trying to trying to burn it down. They can't see us, we in the clouds. Kick off right. The mystery man came over and he said, I'm out of sight. He said, for a nominal service charge, I could reach Nirvana tonight. If I was ready, willing, Now I thought it was a razor and a can of foam 
told me right then when the top popped open there was nothing his box won't do with the oil of Aphrodite and the dust of the Grand Wazoo. He said you might not believe this little fellow, but it'll cure your asthma too. And I said,
up a little bit okay i gotta be real quiet because it's um well, it's that quiet <laughs> it's like super late um and i'm doing the show you know i just it just uh sometimes i just get the uh you know crazy things no one knows what's happening we're just saying words we're just saying words right now i'm joking i didn't mean to make that so dramatic Hey, thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do tonight. It's Friday night. Woo-woo-woo. We're having fun. Like, what not? No, I've been having fun. It's good. Hey, no, why not? Why not have fun? It's a Friday night. We're not supposed to be dead or whatever. Hey, if you've got, if you got symptoms... Fucking stay home, bitch. If you're a regular person, like, you get to be outside, no? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how things work. I don't know how life works. Everyone's going outside. No one's going to help me with music. No one's going to tell me what to play. It's The Clash. Oh, my God, that's so nice. I was just going to say, like, no one ever tells me to play anything that I actually know. Gotta play the clash. Uh, something happened there. We're gonna we're gonna figure something out. Hold on now. I'm hanging out at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Thankful for you know. Hopefully, um, I've got tons and um, yeah, things that you gotta be thankful for. Even if you work hard for something, you know, 
it's like uh, you know you still gotta um, you still gotta be thankful. I mean, right? Shoot. Um, so I'm gonna grab these records and uh, we're gonna go right into the second set quick. Although I do have a couple of contributors, so um, there's a segment that we do here called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement we're miles apart. No surprise gonna rise from the basement. And um, I'm going to tell you about what it is, but first I want to tell you about what we listened to. Um, that w that last one's uh, Pink Floyd from the metal record. Um, one of these days I'm going to cut you into little pieces. And uh, preceded by uh, 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 Elvis Costello and the Attractions doing um, uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. Hold on. trying to it I, I I thought I had it written down somewhere uh before that <clears throat> uh Frank Zappa from the apostrophe record uh, cosmic debris we had uh, <laughs> I played a uh, um, muddy waters from the Mississippi muddy live and uh and I, I I'm sure I've told the story before but it was probably a long time ago and if you dig the show you can always listen to the archives I got you know, there's years of shows up there, so. Um, but uh, this I, this particular record I had <laughs> was like my first, uh, well, it wasn't my first, but one of my f earliest jobs on a payroll, and I sold shoes, and we were, um, the, the manager was as cool, uh, uh, he was cool, <laughs> he's cool enough. He was like a square dude, but he was cool. Um, he was a good manager. Um, but we hotwired the uh, sound system with a turntable, and uh, we could bring in records and play records. So that was like selling shoes. There's a lot of downtime in a mall when you're selling shoes. But I just, and this is one of the records I had there. And This should be playing. We should press play. The whole thing is it's supposed to be like, there's supposed to be some weird punk rock song playing and we can't hear it and it's tom, tom, tom and why isn't it working? Ba, 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 ba. Meow, 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 meow. It's not working. That's a snappy number. Well, we tried. Uh, before that, we tried. Guns. Uh, doing uh, Lucy in the Falling Rain, Talking Heads from their first record, Pulled Up, uh, Velvet Underground we did, uh, Beginning to See the Light, that's off the, uh, I think that's their second record, uh, Roxy Music we did, uh, Love is the Drug, and before that was Sade, Sade, I don't know how to say it, um, Smooth Operator, that uh, that's a good one. Um, uh, Neil Young, uh, Side One, Cut One from the Harvest record, uh, the Weekend, Out on the Weekend. And uh, we opened up with Flock of Seagulls, I Ran. Um, hold on, I gotta set these down. And then uh, I have to, uh, oh, I have to plug these in. 
So I've been uh, thinking about mixing boards, but I don't know. That's that's the one pain in the ass. I have limited in inputs to this thing. Um, I won't uh, bore you with the details, but you know they are. So this is uh, this is Ralph Burroughs. I'm gonna go back to his original um, thing uh, where he's from. He's uh, out of D.C. Trumpetist, Trump, Trump, Trump trumpetist. He's a trumpetist, uh, trump, trumpeter, uh, multi-instrumentalist, composer. Okay, all right, Ralph, let's see if you got what it takes. This is the calls, is what this is. So if you dig this, look for Ralph Burroughs. Um, this is from his Work in All Directions collection on SoundCloud. This song is called The Calls. Touching that, it is... Uh, Accepted my request, and um, is it prompting me? I don't know if I played this last. Here, I'm gonna touch this again. Hold on, hold on. I'm going. Let's see if we can do this. I want to. do this again i'm sorry ralph but i think i may have played that song last show and i'm not sure i, I and i apologize for not um uh, remembering exactly um, i'm sorry and i'm just going through this uh oh here we go we're gonna do uh this is called intent uh this is ralph burroughs with two r's <laughs> and uh See, we rolling yet? No, it's thinking about it. Here we go.
she came from. Yesterday don't matter if it's gone. While the sun is bright, or in the darkest night, no one knows. She comes and goes. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Who could hang a name on you when you change with every new day? Still, I'm gonna miss you. Don't question why she needs to be so free. She'll tell you it's the only way to be. She just can't be chained to a life where nothing's gained and nothing's lost. It's such a the Rolling Stones doing uh, Ruby Tuesday. Um, great story about that record. <laughs> That's the right spray of that one. Uh, back to the basement. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to go. This is um, uh, Filth from the Front. If you dig this, uh, that's, this re- that's the record. It's by uh, Full Grown Men. Uh, full Grown M-I-N Men. Uh, this song I'm going to play is called Lions. If you dig it, look for them on Bandcamp. Um, let's see, I'm touching that. It's so small. My th- I got such a fat thumb. There it goes. Pause button has received my request.
Hey, that was uh, Peter Gabriel. Um, shit, what was that one again? Uh, yeah, I forget. Um, <clears throat> we're going back to the basement. This is Nicholas Edwin. So N I C H O L A S E D W I N. The song's called Brown Paint. It's a dance number. It goes like this. Uh, it's the pause button is there. The dots going in linear fashion.
сливались в одно, Было бы не вернуть, а будущего нету, Но есть зато бокон, в нем терпкое вино. Днями катятся, сердце лаской тратится, обрывая тоненькую нить. Пусть туман колышется, пусть гитара слышится, ах, не мешайте мне. Говоришь мне ты, но мне оно чужое, И не возвратить уснувшие мечты, Былого не вернуть, а будущего нету, Но только есть бокон. Днем терпкое вино, Дни за днями катятся, Сердце лаской тратится, Обрывая тоненькую нить. Пусть туман колышится, Пусть гитара слышится, Ах, не мешайте мне тело дня жить. Early one morning the sun was shining, I was laying in bed. Wondering if she'd changed it all If her hair was still red Her folks, they said our lives together Sure was gonna be rough They never did like mama's homemade dress Papa's bank book wasn't big enough And I was standing on the side of the road Rain falling on my shoes Heading out for the east coast Lord knows I've paid some dues Getting through Tangled up in blue
loser, no chance to win. Lee's started phone, come down his calling. Gibson with our case when I can't get that even tan look on my face ill-fitting clothes and I blend in the crowd feet so clumsy voice too loud but I'm Oh, baby, baby, 
Thanks for doing what you got to do to do today, uh, if it's day, and uh, uh, try and be, uh, you know, yeah, try, you know, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm going to, uh, that, that's what I mean. I'm going to try to be as a decent person as I can. Um, I'm going to try to be respectful as I can. Uh, I'm going to try to be as accommodating and uh, inquisitive tolerant as I can. There are limits. See you next week.
and underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to promba. Now let's watch a full-length W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. If you uh, are listening to us, it's because you are subscribing either A, you're subscribing to us uh, by our podcast name, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, or you're listening to us right now on Mutiny Radio. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. You know, if they subscribe or if they're listening on Mutiny Radio, we really don't need to pitch them on the show. Jesus, I spent $2 million on promotion. I fucked up. Yeah, that could have been money. You know, we could have had donuts in the break room, something else. Uh, yeah, the donuts are kind of stale in the break room. What's yeah. up with that? It's, I thought we hired interns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, did you get your free uh, donut for your shot? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Basically, I love movies, and I uh, before YouTube, I would read about these weird movies, and that's it. I would just read about them. I would read the synopsis and who directed them. Now, thanks to YouTube, we can watch them on the ready. So our podcast is just that. We pick a movie that we've always heard about, and we watch it in real time with you. You watch the movie, sound off, listen to us, sound on, visual <laughs> off, and it syncs up. How crazy is that? And of course, I mentioned Mutiny Radio, delightful station. We're on yeah. it first every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern, Central Clock. Mutiny Radio has some great programming here in San Francisco's Mission District, uh, and we would love for you to go to the website, pick a, uh, find a good show, subscribe to it, and also donate. There's a donate now button right there. A uh, donut. Or, <laughs> we stopped talking about donuts, Carl. Sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, there's a half dozen or a dozen or a big dozen reasons why you say, oh, goddamn donuts. Uh, <laughs> let's not think about glazed donuts. So, uh, yeah, you can go donate through the station or you go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Carl, when you go what? to the donut button, you put money through the hole. <laughs> God, I can't stop thinking about it. Okay. Donuts. You know, right now my stomach is jelly-filled. Um. Okay, we are watching Dreamer, 1979. I think that's what you're asking me. That's what you put in the YouTube yeah. search engine, Dreamer, 1979. There's lots of films, Dreamer, and refer to Dreamer and Dreamer in the title. Put in <laughs> 1979. We All right. the channel Arlo Marcucci. All right, Arlo Marcucci is hosting the movie, which yeah. if you don't want to listen to us talk over it, you could just go to the source. But uh, too late now. Go ahead, click the button, 
hit pause, move the timer to, the, to zero, zero, zero by moving to the left. Did you do it yet? All oh, right, we're going to watch this movie on the same time. Now, I'm very excited. Carl has found, Carl has traveled the world. He has left his comedy domain of New Jersey. Right. And found fresh talent, international fresh talent. Uh, I don't know who this person is. Yeah, we uh, met in the Andes. We met in the Andes. And we hit it right off right away because he's also from Jersey. Oh, well, what a coincidence. Another comedian from New Jersey is going to do our celebrity comedian countdown. Carl, take it away. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with our comedian, Goldberg. Welcome, Goldberg. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Now, it was, it was the beginning of the new year in 2019, and you reached out on Facebook to anyone who would listen. I want to do comedy collaboration this year. And I was one of the only people who reached out to you. That's true. I really had a desire to do a comedy collaboration. I think that we're better, people are better when they work in with other people. And uh, I think comics seem to want to work alone. And I think that's a big mistake. Agree. Now we got together, we had a little comedy troupe, but they were flaky. And it ended up in the end, you and I became writing partners. Yes, we did. We even have a great little show that we're trying to sell right now, right? Called? Called Life's Last Laugh Lessons. And it's about, um, honestly, it, it really is about just um, the importance of laughing in life and how, you know, we get over our adversity and things that happen to us by laughing and by finding humor in things that we don't often find humor in. Um, and I think that's really important, especially in these times. I, I, to me, it's a terrific concept. It's got legs. It, it's a, you know, a story vehicle that can really last. And it was your brainchild. And I think it's wonderful. So I thank you for that. Thank you. So you only go, okay, I only go by my first name in comedy. You only go by your last name. Yes, I do. Well, uh, actually, that started about uh, a year and a half ago. Um, I decided to uh, become a kippah-wearing Jew, mm -hmm. uh, where I uh, went to Israel. And Israel is a beautiful country, by the way. Um, and it's interesting that everyone fights over Israel, which is kind of ridiculous because it's uh -huh. the size of New Jersey. And uh, if a bunch of Jews took over New Jersey, you know what the other 49 states would say? Thank you. That's what they do. <laughs> um, but I decided, and I found that uh, really embracing my Jewish identity. And once I started wearing a kippah, everyone kept calling me Goldberg anyway, irrelevant <laughs> of whether they knew my name or not. So I kind of uh, let that stick with me. I thought you were wearing it because you were a kippah upping with the Jonesbergs. Okay, so this pandemic has really affected comedy. It's affected you personally. And where I see you most of the time is out there on Zoom. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, a lot of people are uh, saying it, this has hurt comedy. And I, I don't know, I feel different. I feel it's if you want to, it's really helped comedy. I've uh -huh. had 
the uh, opportunity to perform from shows emanating from Israel, a couple shows from England, certainly shows from California, shows from Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really all around the world. I think it's, it's uh, you know, probably for the bigger comics, obviously, like Seinfeld or something like that, it's hurt. Yeah. But for comics who, who really have haven't had the opportunity to perform on a broader stage, I think it's really helped. And, you know, I don't know how much longer we're going to be in this pandemic, even though it's coming to an end, but um, I really think comics out there should take advantage of it and really uh, go into Zoom. I find the Zoom shows very entertaining, very funny, people getting to their punchlines a lot quicker. Um, You know, I like it. You know, other people have, have issues with it. And you had a you had but you had a big show out there in L.A. with a pretty famous com- comedy club. Yeah, it's Flappers. I do um, uh, Flappers a couple times. I've done Flappers actually three times already. Mm. Um, and it's just an opportunity to really uh, touch base. I mean, as a comic here in New Jersey, you go to open mics or you go to shows and you see the same faces, right? And hear the same jokes, but now with Zoom, you can. Uh, literally hear jokes from around the world, try your jokes out, out around the world, see how it fits. Um, I've been doing a lot of shows in England uh, and really have made some good friends from English comics. That is super cool. Something that couldn't have happened pre-pandemic. Not at all. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with everyone at home, and they got to press the play button at the same time as we do. So Goldberg, why don't you hit us with that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. That was terrific. Thank you for that comedian celebrity countdown. Yeah, so funny. So funny. Well, we're back to the regular show. Well, I got the sound cranking. Oh, look, they did that thing where they're both uh, headliners, but they kind of tilted <laughs> and angled. Right. A lot of ego in that credit. A lot of ego. Look at Jack Warden getting his own credit. What a douchebag. Yeah, really. You you think you get your own stance Holy. alone. Now, what we're seeing here uh, is just a history of bowling, as if it was some documentary. And you hear the stupidest music, which is supposed to be old-timey, but it just is annoying. I'll play it. You, you don't like that old-timey? You, you feel like you're at ground round and you want another uh, bowl of uh, pretzels, oh. uh, peanuts. Right, that's like everyone's drinking tub gin. Oh, tub 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 gin. Oh, Bill Conti. Well, yeah, see, he did Rocky. Yeah, that's appropriate because this movie's Rocky. It's Rocky of the Bowling. Oh, Rocky came out like the year before. Right. When I say Rocky bowl of uh, the bowling, I don't mean bowling winkle. I mean he's an underdog bowler. <laughs> Rocky and bowling winkle. I don't think I've ever asked you this during the opening credits because I know you've seen the film. Does he yeah. win at the end? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's not really like bowling. It's not really Rocky. Rocky loses at the end. Yeah. Well, that's right. Rocky loses at the end, which was really a great, great choice. And I applaud. I think Bob. No, who no. Was it? You, reap, you, reap, you reap what you sow. 
had they just won, we would not have seven more sequels plus a uh, spinoff, right? Right. They've been catching that high ever since. Fuck that movies. Well, the thing is, it, it, like, you go to see them because you're obligated or you do a couple years later, you know what I mean? And I don't know. The first one was the real one. The other first ones, one was the real one. Yeah, but the other ones sometimes brought you entertainment and value, you know? Okay. Well, let's break it down. Rocky two, same movie, but he wins. Same movie. Right. Rocky three is the best one. It has Mr. T, it has Hulk Hogan. It's yeah. got it's got bells and whistles. Wait, is that right? the one with Martin the guys City. from Russia? No, that's four. That's okay. Dolph Lundgren four. Okay. He kills Apollo Creed. Right. And, and so he had this personal. Oh right, that's wasn't what like, I mean. Uh, it, uh, that's what I mean. Like that gave you some entertainment, good old Rocky. Yeah, and then there's Rocky Five, which I fucking love your version on Fish Burgers, where uh, Rocky has stick a move. Oh, stick Rocky a move. the head. Oh wait, no I got problem. something for the plot, and then we'll sure. Okay, I guess. Okay, this guy, his real life name is Dick Weber, and he's a big bowling guy, but he's pretending to be another person, and that kid will be our star, Tim Matheson. This is a flashback, or not, it's, I don't know, we're back in the day in which he right. was doing the pins for the greatest bowler ever, the guy he'll eventually beat. He's just a pin monkey. He is a pin monkey. Let me tell you something about the bowling in this movie, Mike. You will see strike, 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 strike. He got a strike! All the way until the very last contest when they just have to do some drama. Every time anyone bowls in this movie, except for this one old man who dies. It's a strike! Wow. I'm, I actually like this new Carl, where you ruined the movie for <laughs> before the director of credit. Yeah, well, I mean, these guys are professionals. They're not going to be like, you know, give you a 710 split on the camera. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, can we do that again? Yes, we can, sir. Yes. You did not get a strike. Roll them! Wow, look at that. He's got ashtrays. What else you got to do as a pin monkey? That's what year it was. So we were saying Rocky. I like the. I thought Rocky Four, but maybe it's five or six or something. He fights that Tommy boxer in the street, and the Don King character's going crazy because they're not going to make a penny off of this. They're going to fight. Oh, I think that's the sixth one, Rocky Balboa. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah, because that has kind of. I don't know. You know, I, I honestly, if you want to know my opinion about Sylvester Stallone, he's a fucking ripoff. Yeah. Any Sylvester Stallone movie in the last 25 years yeah. was a waste of time. Yep. Yeah. Wood in the Head, Expendables, right. uh, The Rockies. God bless everyone involved in Creed, but that's another fucking ripoff. It's so yeah. fucking tiring. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It, it's I, really I love tragic. everyone involved. Yeah. Okay. Uh -oh. Sylvester Stallone, when he first came, okay, we'll have to talk about the stupid movie. You see his thumb there is hurt? Yeah. Okay, so what this does is, even though he's having a problem, he's pushing on because he's dedicated and driven. And what this does is it sets up in our movie like he's going to have an issue going forward. He's at the next tournament. It's coming. It's happening again. But that never happens. Thanks to these writers, it never happens. So do you think the writers are just, like, giving these guys too much of a break? Like, there's no real, real yes. drama? Yes, the trauma in this movie is going to be boyfriend-girlfriend fighting. Now, the writers, one of them's for real with 11 credits. He did a Grizzly Adams movie. <laughs> he wrote for Little House in the Prairie and the Walter, Waltons. He was for real. 
This other oh. guy, James Proctor, only has this as a writing credit. And then William Whitliffe didn't get credited, but he punched it up. And he's like the perfect storm and Barbosa and yeah. Hockey Honeysuckle Rose, Legends of the Fall. He's for real. He's so for real. Everybody who made this movie was for real. They really thought they had a giant, huge hit on their hands with how popular bowling was in America at that second. Yeah. And don't forget, Animal House came out a year before. Matheson was like, yes. it. He was a, even though this is not a comedy, he still was a knowable face. He was a bankable box yeah. office draw. They believed, they believed. I mean, his part wasn't strong enough in honor. Now you mentioned that one of the writers wrote for Grizzly Adams and Little House. In the yeah. I've seen the Little House in the Prairie episode. Dog. That's the one where a bear comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this now, his uh his RV? His tour bus? No, it's no, it's he's not a famous bowler. He is coming up through the ranks. He's excellent. He's got a hundred and ninety-six average. He's had it for uh, several years. He's competing in the low levels, but he's not in the PBA. That's what you need if you oh. want to get in the ring with Apollo Creed. You need the peanut butter and apple. Yes. They go well. They go well. Yeah, not, the grand Smith, not the Granny Smith. Yeah, like a, a Rocky Six. Fucking Adrian dies. He has like a restaurant called Adrian's or something like that. It's like, okay, why so couldn't you just call? What was Talia Shire doing? You know, you can't give a call. Well, is that the one where he's really old and he has the son who's yeah. a, a, a man? And, yeah. Right. And he has to appeal to the boxing committee. Okay. That movie was over and over inspirational speeches. There were more, were there three, I guess, or? Yeah, he gives a couple in Creed too. He shows up and he says, Creed Jr., uh, here's an inspirational speech. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you ever seen the movie Grudge Match with Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro? Is it the, the, the hand, uh, arm wrestling one? No, that's over the top with our oh, friend, okay. the, with the boy from uh, Going Bananas. No, right. uh, Grudge Match came out maybe 10 years ago, and it was about two boxers fighting for a celebrity match. Yeah. So you have the guy who played Rocky Marciano uh, fight the guy who played Rocky Balboa. Okay. Right, 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 right. I did that see came, that. It came out Christmas Day. Perfect, perfect, perfect. for our film. Yeah. For our movie. Now, is he going to meet the railroad children or what? <laughs> no. What we're going to learn now is everybody loves him. Oh, look at this town. It's so yeah. sad. <laughs> it's Come Illinois. On, it's uh, one moment. Chicago? It it's Alton, Illinois. They spent four weeks in Alton, Illinois, and then they moved on to St. Louis, Missouri, because both cities are like – I don't know, centers for bowling enthusiasts, you know? Cool. Well, we should mention this is the third film by a director that whose name we don't bother to remember. Uh, we have done two of his other films. <laughs> Las Vegas Lady was so well no sick. I like this guy. He's weird. No. He's weird. Okay, well, unlike the other two movies, this one has a plot that makes sense. I mean, yeah. basically, Rocky wrote it. Not really, not really. It's like the Mighty Ducks wrote it. It's like every sports film you ever saw. The underdog tale. Yeah, well, no, he's never an underdog. He's always a winner. It's it's a bad vehicle for him. He, he really should be an underdog. 
Yeah, like, why are we watching this movie? We only watch movies about losers. Now, a lot of my research was bolstered by bowling enthusiasts on the internet and their bowling uh-huh. sites and stuff and reviews. And I got to tell you, I got a lot of useless information. Lay it on like, me, man. I would love to hear bowling information. No, like it was um, Dick Weber Lanes and it was the Eastville Bowl. Now it's called West County Lanes in Eldsville, Missouri. Uh, my father was one of the PBA board members in the movie. I remember him showing me the check he got for 25 bucks. Well, that's a lot in 1970. No, it's not. <laughs> that's the quality of research I have for you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't for that guy's dad, we were nothing. Okay, you see the guy on the left eating at the restaurant that Toothpick he's holding? My father worked for the company that manufactured that toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Only on LWAFLMOYT can you find this out. Now look, he's got his trophy in his hands, and he goes, "Burgess Meredith, are you in there?" Burgess Meredith. No, it's me, Jack Warden. We can't afford Burgess Meredith. <laughs> hey, kid. Look at him. He's. I don't think this guy's ever worn pants. You know, he's the kind of person, like, you can never not like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he looks like a lot of other character actors. Like, I get yeah. him and Vincent Cardellia mixed up. But Jack Warren is so funny. He was born he's... in Newark, New Jersey. Yay us! Yay us! Yay Jersey! I heard when he moved there, everyone rioted. It's true. <laughs> everyone brought Those were the Newark riots. Yeah, they said, where's Warden? Fled. Uh, shouldn't make fun of the Newark riots. It's still too soon. It's too soon? That was when Martin Luther King died. It was true, yeah. Well, is that 63? When was it? 68? 68. Because it was, it was him and Robert Kennedy that got assassinated that year. Oh, okay. So I was two years old, uh, so that means 57 years ago were the New York riots. It is enough time, Michael. Let the joke burn. So this director, he we saw two of his films, right? We saw uh, Los Angeles Lady and then, oh, King Vegas. of the Mountain, which is La- Los Angeles. Yeah. So Los- we've watched Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and now, like, right. Chicago, Midwest. Well, it's, yeah, it's Illinois and, 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 and Missouri. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the topics he picks. You know what I mean? Like, they seem so insular, like the worlds. Like, whether you're a racer or you're a bowler, a professional bowler. Or, uh, so, in like, Las in Vegas. Las Vegas Ladies, it was the the click that were going to do the robbing. Right. It was the secret behind-the-scenes guy who turned out to be the boyfriend. It was the right. evil boss. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make And, you know, you make such a great point in that movie is that his, the boss has henchmen, who, like, I want you to go shoot this guy across the street. Oh, right. yeah, boss. And you're like, dude, you just work at the place. You don't have to leave the location. Right. Remember he stuff. smacked the worker? Smacked him in his face. Like, it was a crime yeah. organization. He should file something. Oh, look, he's at the ball shaving. Oh, there he is. There's the kid. Hey, That's hey right. kid. How did you go? Oh, it's like I said, I won. Wahoo! Everybody likes oh. the kid. 
kid, tell us how you did, but don't use a fucking bowling pun. Uh, uh, I gotta split it. God damn you. <laughs> Spare me your bowling pins. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Bowling puns. Okay, so they just kissed on the lips. Yeah, well, they're, they like each other. Well, These guys yeah, kissed but they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're boyfriend and flow. Beatrice right. from Malice. It's yeah, or progressive or something. Oh well, yeah, right. Now flow is progressive. But back in the day, kiss my grits. Right. Kiss my grits, Mel. Clean shaven. Whole haven. You know, uh, I got myself some boxers. Man, that is a ball haven. They just <laughs> they, they look <laughs> now here we have the guy I noticed first in Splash. Find uh, I have Corn. I haven't seen Splash. Oh, really? That's a mistake. This is Richard B. Shaw, and he is George Taylor. He's the boss of the bowling alley. And from our show, he was in Cockfighter. Okay. Well, yeah, he definitely looks like one of those crazy mugs. Well, you must have seen him in Private Parts as the uh, father. Well, Howard Stern's father? Yeah. I order oh. you. No, no. He was no. He was the DJ who went crazy. Um. Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay, what about Clute? You remember Clute? Well, I don't yeah, remember you know, his part, though. I hate Clute. Listen, you really need to stop what you're doing right now and go watch Splash. Well, you know you know the story that uh, Splash is on Disney+, Plus, uh-huh. and you can't see Daryl Hannah's 1983 booty. Really? They, the crack? They CGI'd Ivy over it. Oh, wow. That's dumb, because... That was part of the, you know, she come, she was at the Statue of Liberty, right? She comes out of the water, and you saw the crack of her butt. And it was her. Come on, Disney. For history. Uh, show us a little Daryl Hannah butt from the 80s, huh? Don't make me watch. Uh, for for posterity. The, wait, po- posterior? For posterior. Yeah, for posterior's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we want butts. Yeah, so I, I should see it. I know, like, you know, I, I've heard this discussion before about the film that it's, like, kind of inappropriate because, like, John Candy writes letters to Penthouse and stuff like that. I've yeah. That. But John Candy's great. I think so. He did uh, Volunteers with John Can- uh, Tom Hanks. Did he do another movie? Not Stripes. Uh, no, uh, he, Tom Hanks was not. Him and Tom Hanks were only in two movies. Right? Volunteers and Splash. They were definitely in Splash together, and you need to see that film. Volunteers, I'm not remembering. It's a Peace Corps uh, parody. Yeah, I love that film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yeah, that's a great film. That's what they, they brainwashed John Candy, and he became, like, overzealous communist, and they were, like, so irritated with him. Yeah, at the end of the movie, they're speaking another language, and the characters look at the subtitles the film like <laughs> got 10 minutes left of this movie and they're doing subtitle jokes and i'm just like yeah why not you know <laughs> now this is karen lee she's the girlfriend her name's Ooh, susan michelle Pfeiffer. in real life she looks like it right yeah for our show she was in concord airport 80 79 well it is 79 that's right i guess it was 80 in other places it was uh they started using the sequel. Started using the year of release, and it was like every two years. I I have it written down here as seventy nine, but for some reason I remember they made it eighty. 
Yeah. Now this woman, her name is uh, Susan Blakely, and she she uh, hit in the towering inferno. Really. Um, right. She was on Rich Man Poor Man, and she got a Golden Globe. It was like a big deal. Uh, she was in the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie Over the Top. Right, with our boy. <laughs> with our boy Stallone. I got to yeah. say about Sylvester Stallone, it was so promising. I mean, he had done Death Race, and he had been in, yeah. like, the um, Flatbush, Lords of Flatbush. But then when Lord Rocky Bunch came out, excellent. Rocky was like a real fucking movie. It was a story, and it was written, like, by Barton Fink, you know? Give me a boxing picture, and he spelled <laughs> it in this yarn. Yeah, like, John Alvison, the director who directed One Night in Heaven, which we watched. Yeah. Also, then he went on to do Rambo, First Blood. Yeah, it really wasn't Rambo. the best movie, but remember, there weren't any Rambo sequels in which he looked ridiculous and played up Vietnam, okay? It was just the first one. He was traveling through a city, he went into the woods, right? Uh-huh. So how promising this guy was. Then everything after that was crap. Tango and Cash, uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, uh, Judge Dredd, of course, in the 90s. Uh, yeah, well, keep he, going. uh, keep going. The one in which he's a cop in the future. Oh, Copland. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Copland is the exception, but I don't think it's oh, really Copland a Sylvester. Exception. You're, you bought the hype because they're like, oh, he made an art house film. It's a Miramax film. But it wait, real, was it really making by made by him? Because it's not star. No, no, no. He, he didn't direct it. He starred in it. Yeah, well, I think of that as a real film. I think that was a good film. You didn't think so? No, I just thought that was like a bunch of like premises. They just wound up a bunch of dolls and watched them scatter around, you know, chattering teeth. I, I, I didn't buy it at all. I mean, it, the idea of like corrupt New York City cops that yeah. New Jersey town is just so far-fetched. I don't know. I didn't buy it. I blame Salone. If it was oh, someone yes. else, I might have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Needed a better salesman. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you forgot. He didn't the like movie. the pitch. He didn't like that pitch. Have you ever seen the movie Party at Kitty and Studs, aka The Italian Stallion? No, should I? Yeah. It's okay. a porn movie starring Sylvester, with Sylvester Stallone in oh, it. Oh, no, no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it was this, uh, yeah, go ahead. You can watch it on Red Tube. No, it I'm was, not uh, doing it. I'm not doing it. It was this great 70s uh, female porn director. I forgot her name, Gail something, maybe. And she would introduce her films. But it was like, he was one of the party guests, and I think, like, this is, again, like, right. I read about these movies. There's a scene where <laughs> this woman breaks her uh, glass, and there's blood on her, his hand, her hands, or his hands, and they start licking it for, like, yeah. a long time. So yeah. he made this movie. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in Bananas, of course, with Woody Allen. Like, he was a New York City actor, and yeah. so he did this movie. And then when Rocky hit, they re-released the movie and called it The Italian Stallion, even though he's not the Oh, movie. really? That's yeah. a little cheap. Hey, if you had Stallone in your porn movie, you know, he wasn't fucking anyone, I understand. But Yeah. Well, um, Jordan did that 90123. Oh, it's a Terminal Bliss, right? He could have spun yeah. it. Uh... Jordan Allen. One of, uh, the first movie Carl and I did. It's, it was shot in our hometown in the 80s. And we know Jordan, and we like Jordan. Uh, but, you know, he made a film in senior year of high school. And he had Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry, Trisha, that's it. And no, no, uh, Trisha, the late Trisha uh, Arnett. What's, what's her name? 
And Sandra Bullock's footage ended up on the cutting room floor. You yeah. didn't know he had a star there. Yeah, that's that. Oof, what a crying shame for him. Yeah. Yeah, she shows that she showed up in like a lot of bad movies, and those bad. If you ever want to watch Love Potion Number Nine, it's still there. Why? Because that's Sandra a good Bullock's film. That's funny, Phil. Oh my god! <laughs> for this for this show, it's a great movie. <laughs> okay, there's lots of um, I wouldn't call it insulting, but these two are the stereotype, right? You know, and th- I don't know. This film has no problem with that. He goes. The phone rings, goes bring, bring, and uh, the guy from Splash. No, I shouldn't do that to him. Uh, Richard Shaw. Richard Shaw goes, one, and he goes, no, this is two. Hold on, I get one. Oh, there's one and two. <laughs> so he's yelling at him right now. Yeah. And they're just doing all in Spanish. You see how they make him goofs? They see the pins are coming out and they're not taking care of it. They're fighting with each other. Yeah. It's just, that's that's the script. Okay, so now he comes home. He's really tired. He goes and does the trophy thing with with Burgess Meredith. He goes and fixes the bowling lane. His girlfriend fights with him. Now he's finally getting to sleep and his girlfriend is like, you got to come to the bowling lanes now. <laughs> it's just showing like, I don't know. Life is hard. This movie sucks, man. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that like the seventies did have like a renaissance of professional bowling, bowling for dollars, uh, Sunday bowling shows, well, celebrity I mean, bowling. Didn't do the expectations that they had, but it, I mean, it, it, Okay. Uh, the budget was 2.9 million, and there was 3.54 million for marketing. But I don't know how it did at the box office. I imagine it. There's no stories of like it bombed. You know, I don't know. Well, like when people do reviews on IMDb, are they like, I remember when this came out, or no? I I don't really look at the reviews on it. IMDb is like the first place you go to get the basic crap, and then you look up everything else from yeah. there, like the real story about the director and the, you know, the real filming location, like some some interesting bullshit. Uh, I love reading the user reviews. I, I think it's like one of the last good remnants of old internet mm-hmm. because sometimes they'll say like a detail that you're not going to find in the trivia, like, oh, I remember when this movie da 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 or. Uh, someone might give me a fact, but yeah, it's, it's also like, is this movie worth watching? And, you know, you know, you, you might be right about that because occasionally that's happened, but it's usually when it's like in the first user comment and it catches my eye, maybe I should give those things a try. It gives you a good flavor of like, especially when I'm trying to find a film, like, is this movie ultimately worth it? Uh You know, if they're like, oh, it's crap. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, holy fucking shit my eyes are still bleeding i'm like okay hang on <laughs> now carl can you, uh just out of the blue where are you uh okay in this movie i don't want to tell you that i am at 2535 25 37 8 okay okay so right now they have a little dream together you see 
They're looking, they want to open their own bowling alley. And they wanted St. Louis, Missouri, but they found Peora, Illinois. And they're like, we don't have the money. But he goes, if I win the big championship, I could, you know, we get the money. Yeah, we'll have my dream bowling alley. So he takes he he's gonna go put an option on it, the option to buy it. Like he the owner cannot offer it to anyone else for three months. And it's gonna cost him ten grand. Oh, to hold it like that. Yeah. <laughs> then how much more money does he need to, to get a bowling alley? I don't I've seen this movie many times, maybe uh, probably only four, and I don't know. I don't know, but I do know it's all the money he's got in the world, that 10000 So right now you're doing this weird montage, right? I wouldn't call it a montage. Right now he is – Just oh, practicing? Well, yeah, but it's like he's giving them, Rocky, hold up your left. <laughs> Watch. That's it. From now on, you're going to be an – well, you're not a southpaw anymore. You know, tying his hand behind his back. <laughs> Follow through with the ball. Straighten up your back. You know. Speaking of Southpaw, this he's a right-handed bowler. <laughs> I meant that is uh, a Rocky reference. Yeah, no, I know, but I, you know, as a left-handed person, I'm always obsessed. Well, you know how they call Southpaw, right? Well, the man be doing South Jersey. It's not. All right, I'll spare you, Mike. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> What was uh oh have you ever seen a John Landis movie called Oscar where Sylvester Stallone plays Snaps Provolone, a gangster whose daughter is getting married? Yes, yes. That was one of the ones that played at the Claridge when I worked there. Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> you got to see people over and, and over and over and over. Well, I've seen that movie dozens, you know, I, I as much as I like John Landis, but I, I used to watch all his movies because I, I just think like American comedies, he kind of knows how to do them, but that movie was weird. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing I liked about Sylvester Stallone in that movie is that he isn't afraid of his height in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, normally, like, he's always the same height as people and is never yeah. flattering. In that movie, he's, like, petite and built, you know, and just running around, scrambling around. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, I really liked the premise. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, it's, you thought it was an autobiography. Your memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, this is like a page torn out of my own life. <laughs> You're right. I, I, was a, I was a cop. And <laughs> one time my mother got involved in the caper. And Listen, if I had a nickel for every time someone said stop or my mom will shoot, I would have enough for a ticket to go see stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> a lot of nickels. <laughs> the thing is, if it wasn't the title of the film, that would have been a living catchphrase from uh, that film because – Yeah. Right, yeah. Look, you see how he has the spare? He got a spare? It's when she showed up. What the fuck, man? Girls. Oh, women, huh? Yeah, at least that's what Harry thinks. You know, I miss the Fox Movie Channel. When I had cable, I would watch it all the time. Fox Movie Channel? Yeah, the, I'm ahead of you, but the logo's going to pop up. Oh, you're ahead of me? Shit. I'm at, I'm at 30 minutes. 
I'm at 29.45. All right, we can live with 15 seconds. Kind of. I'll tell you what. Can you tell me, if, just just tell me when you get to 30.25. He's pointing 30, to 25. He's pointing to something in the magazine. Okay, I will tell you when I get to 30.25. I'm sorry, audience at home. It's we an audience. have a TV show already. You you want to hear us riff about a movie and not talk about Sylvester Stallone and, and queuing up. And what again? 25. Okay, it, well, I'm at 12, 13. I'm coming up on you now. Sounds good. 30 minutes and 20, 21, 22, 3, 4, 5. Great. Thank you, man. Thank I have a, I'm watching this on my new phone, and my new phone has a smart speaker assistant, mm -hmm. which always activates when I don't want it. And oh. it, it pauses videos to make sure that I don't want the other service. Great, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, they're kissing. Hold on a second. Oh, all right. Ooh, did they just fuck? Yup. Because you know why? Because this guy's a winner. Anything he wants, it's at his fingertips. It's at his command. He's gonna be a champion. All the girls like him. It's everything. Clean shaven. He's clean shaven. He you think he's got his chest shaven, that bowl shaven? No, I think puberty gave him a shaven chest. Uh, Tim Matheson. Tim he was Matheson. Yeah, we know he's Otter from uh, yeah. from Animal House. This movie was after Animal House. For our film, he was in Speed Zone, big deal. But he was in Solar Crisis. Oh, right, an Alan Smithy film, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Uber wrote that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Walter Hill who directed that movie. I might be mistaken. Oh, this is really interesting. He he is the lead voice role, the lead character in the animated series Johnny Quest, 64 and 65. 64 and 65? He, he must have looked boy. exactly like Johnny Quest. Yeah. What a charm line. Okay, this same year of 1979, he will land in the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Rides again. Yeah, left what you want, but then you're paying Disney Plus to have, to have that movie available. Break. <laughs> okay, hey, it's the letter from the PVA. Mike, did uh, he get in? Let's see. Did you get accepted to Berkeley? First choice? I don't want to be a spoiler, but heck uh, no! You don't meet our minimum requirements, loser! Damn it. Well, we still have Montclair State as backup. Yeah, Montclair State, the application is your checkbook. <laughs> oh, you want to come like here? To oh, okay, you can, yes. Would you like to come? Click, check yes for yes. 